And welcome on into a, a special show here on ClabesOnline.com. Uh, I'm Joe Roderick, and uh, being joined right now as we remember the great Jay Randolph Jr., John Marasek and Rob Fisher, two guys that uh, that knew him well. Uh, we all worked with Jay at uh, one point or another in our uh, in our careers, and uh, I appreciate both you guys doing this. Oh, no problem. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely happy to be here and tell some uh, tell some stories we got some great ones for sure i just like that fish showed up late and in reply to texts in true jay fashion in honor of this <laughs> i was just trying to carry on the legacy yes. <laughs> so i mean i i i i'm gonna start this off because when i told john that i wanted to do this and i said yeah, i'm gonna reach out to fish john immediately said you you know i'm you need to have us on together so I don't know everyone's backstory here. I mean, I know we all worked with him. I know he's he's crossed paths with a lot of people. I think Sarah Bruce said it best. He was uh, just kind of a Tasmanian devil that worked his way into your lives at some point or, or another. So when did you guys first start working or meet Jay? You go first. Oh, geez. Um, well, I mean, I started working in sports radio at KASP when K started uh back in 2000 and or in 1992 uh when when uh the first all sports station started in st louis and uh worked with jay and um you know and then johnny when did you when did you come on board well the first time i met him he worked at uh sni with my dad in sales which he okay. was not good at uh, <laughs> he did that for a could you imagine Junior in sales? He would like he like yeah. dressed like a, a real worker, like he had nice clothes on and showed up to work. And I don't know how long it lasted. It didn't last long. That was the first time I met <laughs> him. And then I came in as an intern in '98, and okay. so I think I started working on weekends in '99, '98, '99, something like that. And I was doing an overnight board shift on Friday starting at midnight or Saturday morning starting at midnight all the way through. And my shift ended at 8 a.m. So I worked Fairways and Greens with him and Jeff Smith every Saturday. And actually, my first time on the air was reading the prizes at the end of Fairways and Greens, letting everyone know who won a Sabona or an Iron Swipe. We had big prizes on the show every week. That was that was my first time on the air, him putting me on. Yeah, I, I guess that when I when I first started getting real close to Jay, um, was when I moved back from Las Vegas, uh, which was in 97. Um, I was in Vegas 95 to 97. And when I moved back, I started doing the show with them, uh, doing the morning show. And, uh, and I had a pretty good gig cause I, I, you know, they, they decided to take advantage of me coming back from, from out of town. I did the midday show with Rammer, but I also did two hours. I didn't have to do that first, which was good, but I did the last two hours of the morning show. So, uh, that's when I really was around Jay day in, day out. Um, and, and we became really tight and became really good friends. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it, it was great because we, we had the same sort of feelings on what we wanted to do. You know, Jay's always famous for saying, I'm not a media person, I'm an entertainer. And, uh, <laughs> and I've, I've, I've used that line, I think through the years, but we both kind of, that way we weren't there to break news we were there to just fun and and to, to have people listening to us have fun and um 
you know, so we, we had the same sort of feelings and then we had the same sort of feelings of what we wanted to do as far as travel and, and things of that nature. And, uh, John, you, you, you know, what? just looking through some pictures here in the last week i mean the the places that we went the super bowls the kentucky derby i mean uh we we went on a lot of great trips and 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 they were so much fun yeah they were sprinkled in some work here and there but uh but they were a blast man and uh and had so much fun with him and then you know just got to know him got to know his family really well and um yeah so became very close probably in 97 is when it uh came close that was his he, he was known for saying you know you would get there you'd get ready to get on the air and go jay what are we going to talk about what are we doing first segment he goes oh let's just have fun yeah that, that's what it was it was just go in there and let's have i mean the first the uh, so we did shows just sporadically throughout i mean we you know we we did super bowls we did the derby we did all that stuff but the first time i talked him in the same it, to it took about as much talking into getting him to do afternoons with me as it did to get John to do a show with me back in the day too. Um, pretty much getting them out or getting them into regular four nights, five days a week radio. And Jay started off our first show. I think he tried to sell a couch, his couch. <laughs> Three o'clock on a Monday. <laughs> I got a I'm, couch. I'm CBS Sports 920, and he's trying to sell a couch. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, it was. Uh, man, it it was just listening to him was always enjoyable because he just said whatever the hell he wanted to say, and 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 talked about whatever he wanted to talk about. Now, I mean, he, he, yeah, a lot of times it was sports, and and he'd talk about sports, but sometimes if it sports or um, he just, he wanted to entertain. He, he wanted to people that it, it's amazing seeing the people's comments over the last week about how, if you met Jay, you felt like he was one of your friends. You, you had known him for a long time. And, and it's because Jay just, Jay, Jay didn't care who it was. He, he wanted, he wanted to have fun and he wanted everybody around him to have fun, whether it was listening to a sports radio show, whether it was playing golf, whether it was just sitting out on a back patio. He wanted to have fun with whatever he was doing and he wanted to make sure that everybody around him was having fun too. And, um, you know, and it, it just being around him it, for people who didn't know him, if you were around him, you just smiled. He, he brought a smile to your face. And, and if you did know him, you knew smile and you knew you were in for fun if you were going to be around jay yeah and i'll tell you this with you about you know taking it on another step with the fun stuff our trips were it was fun to go to these super bowls because you would see a group of people from all these radio stations who were like covering the game like you know we're in seattle and our team got didn't even get to the postseason, but we're breaking down everything all day. They're having meetings afterwards. I remember there was the Seattle, one of the Seattle guys who were talking about having their meeting about tomorrow's show afterwards. And I'm, I'm looking like, who the who the hell's doing that? You're here. Your team's not here. Go have fun. And that was the what I loved about our shows is the shows that we had at the Super Bowl. And Jay and Fish were both this way. It was like, okay, we get there Sunday. We're going to the media things on. Sunday, Monday, immediate day, Tuesday. We're going to get everything we can so that we don't have to do jack the rest of the week. <laughs> and that was the plan. I mean, one of the years we did it when it was in Tampa, 
it was like, all right, we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're going to record the press conference from the commissioner. We're going to air that for 30 minutes at the end of the day. Brooks is here. He can throw to all the crap that we've already done, and we're going to Disney World. That's what we did. Yep. And that was a J trip. That was his whole thing. We went to Disney World. We went to Universal uh, Studios. And that was the end of us. And then Fish went back. Did you go to the game? Yeah, you went back yeah. and went to the game. I went back to the game and went back to Orlando. After yeah, so I sat in Orlando with Fish and his family in a condo, or with Jane and his family in a condo and watched the Super Bowl. And then I went to the PJ Merchandise Show after that with him. That Again, that's him. He brought me into this stuff. Him and Fish both brought me into this stuff. I was a punk-ass kid, 21 years old, and my dad owns the station. So... And is running the station. So they could have all been, you know, very the opposite of it. But both of them were very, very inclusive. And I've always appreciated it. And Jay was one reason that I got to go to the merchandise show. He picked me to be the one who would be his engineer. And he could have picked anybody to do it. And I will always be grateful for to both of them. Uh, but Jay bringing me into that one, uh, you know, those guys didn't have to bring my little punk ass in there. There's plenty of other guys. But they wanted me there. And... I think we had a whole hell of a lot of fun. Like right after the, after that first trip, it was like every trip was like, where can we go next? Derby, cool. Why are you going to the Derby? Don't know. We want to go. Find a way to sell it. We'll make money and we'll make excuses. And then we find a way to stay for the whole week instead of three days when they wanted us to come home. That's what yeah. we did. <laughs> so I think that's, you know, because you, John, you got out of radio. Fish, you went down to Memphis. I think that's where Jay and I bonded is because he saw that in me that he, he saw that, okay, here's another guy that I can get to take me all these trips. And, right. and, <laughs> and that was key. <laughs> that was key. That was key. Getting on trips, getting out of the studio, getting away from everything and just being somewhere where we can just have a, a boys weekend out, you know? And, um, and we did, I mean, my, my favorite, my favorite trip, I think the the most stories out of it john is is when we went to the kentucky derby i mean it was uh was amazing we our plan was to go to the derby uh it, it, we were invited by churchill downs to come do the show like monday and tuesday from churchill downs the week of the derby um so we made plans to go to louisville on sunday and we were going to be there monday and tuesday do the show and then we were going to go back to st louis and then we were going to go back to Churchill Downs on Friday to go to the Derby uh, on Saturday. And we ended up, and God love Jay. I mean, credit Jay for this. Again, it was everybody that we met, including the mayor of Louisville, became our best friends. And next thing you know, we're invited to be in the parade on the mayor's float. We went on the, the mayor of Louisville and the mayor of Cincinnati have a boat race down the, the river uh, that week. We were invited to be on the mayor of Louisville's boat, uh, and we were on his boat. We were with uh, Miss America, Heather French. We were uh, right. with, we were with uh, what's his name, Dirtwood uh, Smith. Is that his name? Dirtwood uh, the, Smith, yeah, the, from the, the, the dad. The show. The dad from the 70s show or the dad from uh, Dead Poets Society, whichever one you want to look at. He was with us and was sitting at his table and we ended up, they ended up inviting us to stay the whole week. Now we had only packed for two days, uh, but they invited us to stay the whole week. They got us a cheap hotel that was going to cost the same amount of money as it was going to cost for us to come back just on Friday and Saturday. So we were like, might as well stay shopping we all bought new clothes so we actually had something to wear for the rest of the week 
um we we ended up having the mayor on the radio with us uh he he'd come in we'd call his office directly on the air and they'd we'd be like yeah can i talk to the mayor and they'd say um can we ask who's calling please it's like it's jay randolph jr oh sure hold on one second we'll put you right through it was it was insane it was insane what happened and then on derby day you know we're down on our luck we're losing every single bet the entire day and uh, all of a sudden, I got to the dirt. Well, we're gonna go somewhere nice tonight, or we're gonna eat at White Cat. We're putting it all in on this on Fusachi Pegasus, and Darst didn't come through and hit for us, and and uh, to bring a big celebration that Saturday. But it was, it was, you know, the Super Bowl was always a week. Derby, that was a week that was just filled with story after story after story, and it was it was so much fun. Um, and and the pictures just show it and. It, it was I that I, that's probably my favorite trip that I've ever been on. So that was what year was that that you guys went and did that? Two thousand two, I believe. So okay. that so it was either two thousand. I want to say I think it was two thousand sixteen, is when Jay had me do that same trip. He goes, "This is something I did." He goes, we did this back, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And he told me everything you just said. I mean, it was the exact story that I heard. And he goes, see if they're still doing that. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they'll probably remember us. And sure, I mean, yeah. it was called the AT&T Morning Line is uh, is what it was called. And they brought you there. They, they brought you in Sunday. They, you know, treated you like royalty. And yeah. had you do stuff all day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you did the show, and then you were kicked out. They were just, all right, go back home now. Go away. And I tell you what, Jay spent those 48 hours trying to get somebody to invite us to stay for the rest of the <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was really the only way to do it. I mean, it it, it's it, 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 because if, if you have to do it any other way, it's not worth it. I, you know, we went to, I think it was five Indianapolis 500s together. And, and we had the greatest setup. We 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 we'd buy tickets for the race, and we'd have press passes as well. And if you had press passes, and if you were on the uh, on the network uh, for the Indy 500, you know they'd send you passes, and they'd send you a parking pass. Parking pass was literally right behind the infield, one of the best parking spots in the in the whole compound. And we'd go there, we'd get there at like eight in the morning, we'd tailgate all morning, we'd go to the race, and none of us were racing fans. It was just the event, you know, to, to go to the event. And as you were saying earlier, let's go somewhere, let's get let's get out, where can we go next? This was the deal. We went to the Indy 500, and, and it was such a cool experience. We did it for years, and then all of a sudden, we weren't carrying the race anymore, so our parking pass went away. And they, we were like, well, yeah, we'll still go. And we ended up parking like a mile away from the track and some guy's front lawn uh, drinking beer in his garage. Um, and, and then we had to walk with the cooler all the way to the track. And as we're walking to the track this mile and carrying this cooler behind us, we looked at each other. We're like, yeah, this is the last time we're doing this because, it, <laughs> because it wasn't, it wasn't easy anymore. I mean, they, they made it difficult and it was like, man, we got spoiled everything that we've done. Super bowls. It's, it's you're right there. The access and everything, the, the Kentucky Derby, we were right there. We were there the whole week. We're hanging out with the mayor. And now all of a sudden we got to hang out with the commoners for this Indianapolis 500. Screw that. We're not doing that again. That was the last, that was the last time that we went. 
Joe, at the Derby, we're walking around just before the race because you got like 90 minutes between that the race before and the Derby. So just walking around. And one of them says, I wonder where we can get with these press passes. We <laughs> walked up to, so we're like, you know, down low on the main, the main concourse of it, of uh, Churchill Downs. We peek out trying to find where the finish line is. We find the finish line, just walk out. Usher there says nothing. So we're just kind of like, we'll just stand here. And so I ran and got his mint juleps and we got a picture of the three of us standing at the finish line of the Kentucky Derby with mint juleps. It's like, you, you can't, I might, how am I supposed to go? Like I, Stacy wants to go. My wife wants to go. I don't know how in the hell I'm going to do this because the ticket it would cost is like a grand or two grand for us to go sit where we stood. And it's not going to be better than that. There's, there's and and no our horse won. And our, horse, and our won. horse won. I mean, it was that that and the picture is amazing because all three of us are wearing like the decided that you know we had to buy luggage. We didn't we didn't have any more clothes because we were only supposed to be there two days. We all bought these flowered shirts we wore. And we had shirts. go just bad shirts and we had go baby go hats on. I mean, we were we looked like derby nerds. We were fans yeah. that day, man. And we're standing at the finish line with our disgusting watered down mint juleps just having the time of our life. Yeah, with people who spent thousands of dollars. They've got to be That's looking right. at us like, who let these three idiots down here? We just, and Is no somebody going to check their tickets? Right. No, it's just, just waiting the whole time. Somebody's going to say something, right? No. It was, it was Nobody unbelievable. said a word. Yeah, to echo what Fish said about that trip, I remember the first night they had a big no. group group meal uh, out somewhere. And, you know, we had nothing in common with any of these other guys that were there. They were there, they were there to cover the derby. They were there. So we go to this dinner, and everybody's, like, huddled in one spot. There are three people sitting at the bar pounding beers. And that's when the mayor came over. <laughs> they, they came over, and they're like, these are the guys that I want to hang out with. They look like and became our best fun. friend. And then he was the guy that took care of us. First. I mean, he sent us a signed picture and like a pen thing when uh, display to the radio station. All three of us got one. That's how tight we were with the mayor. Fish was gonna Fish was gonna move down there when Louisville got a basketball team. That's how That's how close we were. Yeah, he was gonna be on the committee bringing them to town. <laughs> They were they were the Vancouver Grizzlies at, at the time, and and uh, the Grizzlies were gonna move to Louisville. That, when we get the Grizzlies, play-by-play -play guy for the Grizzlies, I you, we're going to make It's like, yes! Well, it turns out a couple of years from the television sideline guy for the Grizzlies, but they're not in Louisville. They're in Memphis. So uh, it was it was quite remarkable. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. I'm going to try and show the picture. There we are at the finish line. I mean, look at that. Look at those hats. We have matching hats on. You look like babies in that picture too. I mean, that is. Well, I know. I was at that point. I was twenty-two. I think twenty-two, twenty-three years old. I was a baby. But it was, it was something else, man. I mean, yeah, the so... pictures that we have, like the spring train, the spring training pictures that we have. I mean, we sat the one year. So, Joe, at, at spring training, you you weren't there. You haven't seen it. So, like where that green roof is out in right field. Yeah. It used to just be a party deck that anybody could go stand at. They had a bar set up there and anybody could go hang out. Well, you know, most media people go sit in the press box. The three of us, we sat at the bar in right field. And that's 
where we covered the games. Went out there with notebooks, taking notes. Yes, <laughs> just have a cocktail next year, taking notes. We did our job, but we had fun doing it. And it was, we were a unique group and that we could, we, and we went and covered spring training. We talked to players. We did the interviews. We were there for post-game stuff. We did all the work stuff, but we just did it a completely different way. I, I don't know that it would have been the same if Jay wasn't there, but Jay was at the center of all of it and the ringleader half the time of doing all this crap. <laughs> you know, Rob, you talk, you, you know, uh, everybody knows you do the sideline now for the Grizzlies and it's through Jay the first time that I met you. Um, and this is also a Super Bowl story because when the Super Bowl was down in New Orleans, I had gone to my first one the year before it was in Indianapolis. And that was the first time I ever went and did the whole radio row thing. And I got back from it and Jay was like, it's in New Orleans next year, right? He goes, I'm going with you. And so we had a whole group. There were five of us that went down to uh, to this. And Jay insisted that we drive down there. He he didn't want to fly down there. He insisted that we drive down there. So we uh, we got a minivan, <laughs> rented a minivan, and Jay posted up in the back corner of the uh, of the minivan. The twelve hours down and the twelve hours back. But it just so happened the Sunday that we were driving down there, the Grizzlies had like a two o'clock Sunday afternoon game. It, it could not have worked out any more perfectly than <laughs> us going down there and going to this uh, game. So I was like, Jay, I'm like, you know, I was like, don't you have a guy down in Memphis that could get us tickets? He goes, yeah, let me let me text him. So he texted you, whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. Fish, Fish said he's got his five tickets for this game. And we get there. And damn it, Fish. I mean, you had us 10, 20 rows at like midcourt sitting there for this game <laughs> and Jay's walking to the seats and he was like, I knew he goes, I knew fish like my dad. He goes, I didn't know he liked him this much. <laughs> <laughs> Do anything for Jay senior for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's before we had John Morant. It was a little bit easier back then. Yeah. <laughs> but we, so we get down there. I mean, we're, we're, we've been driving since the morning from St. Louis down to Memphis on our way down to new Orleans. And we get there to the parking lot and we're trying to find parking for this. And Jay didn't ask you for a parking pass, but Jay goes, go find the employee parking lot. He goes, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and Jay sat there and argued with the woman in the employee parking lot. She goes, we're here with Rob Fisher. Fish. <laughs> Didn't work. It worked. I think she just gave up. <laughs> it, got to, fish? <laughs> it got to the point where she was like, screw these people. I don't want to fight with them anymore. Just go park wherever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. That's funny. Yeah. He made he, the thing was he always had a plan, but he wanted you to do it. <laughs> yeah. so get, us, get, get, it, get us in there. Get us in there. Make it happen. You're like, well, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. Always a great plan, but never the plan maker. <laughs> no. And you never said no. It's like, no. all right, fine. I'll I'll see what I can do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we've all we've all Super Bowl down in New Orleans with them too, right? Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. we uh it was great because the first oh. time we went, um, first time that we I went to the Super Bowl in New Orleans with them, we we stopped. <laughs> funny, we stopped in Memphis uh, to get some food, and I mean, it just crazy ideas just popping his head. He's like, oh, "Let's go to Graceland." It's like, 
all right, I've never been to Graceland, and I, uh, sure, let's go to Graceland. We take, we're driving to New Orleans. We still have another six hours to go, and we just decide to take two hours and just cruise around Graceland for a while, and 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 we take. It's the only I've ever toured Graceland. And, and I've lived here for 20 years now, but the only time that I've ever toured Graceland was when I went with Jay and, and we went uh, and toured Graceland on our way to New Orleans. And then we got down to New Orleans. That was the worst. We was sick, like on Saturday left, I was getting sick. And when you're getting sick, New Orleans is not the place to go. So we we drove down in uh, New Orleans and literally... Uh, the first day I had, I, I didn't even drink Sunday night because I had to do a thing with Steve Savard on Channel Four that night, and um, and and I did it, and I, so I didn't even have any drinks, and and apparently Jay had never had hurricanes before, because I warned I warned everybody if you're going to have a hurricane, just one is good, two is the limit. Don't go over. I don't two. remember that. You didn't warn. I wish you had told me. And that's was, I, and I was about, warned that yeah that's that's about, the, say that was the warning he gave me when we went down there yes because he learned yeah. after having four four of them that night and just oh. let's just say that it was it was not pretty uh, but I Pat O'Brien's and I don't think we moved and you <laughs> no there was, well there was we had a listener show up and then it was you me Jay and Tony Hubert producer <laughs> and they didn't come to collect the 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 glasses they just left the glasses on the table and by the time we left you just i don't think you could see the table yeah and it was the first time that i got up and i almost went down <laughs> like we all almost it was it was brutal so i don't remember you ever warning me i know that jay painted the walls of our bathroom i'll tell you that right now <laughs> and, and 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 i I so the next I'm the only one that's not drinking, and the next day I have no voice. I did two days, three days of our Super Bowl coverage without being able to speak. And Jay didn't that. So Jay, Jay, every day he'd know how I'm doing, and we're about to start the show, and he'd look at me and he's like, "I don't know if Fish just froze there or if he was saying." <laughs> Or, or if that was Jay just doing, uh, <laughs> I thought he was just breathing. <laughs> I think Fish's feet froze on us right as he was about to get to the good part of that uh, of that story. But I can assure you, he probably told him that as, as the music was playing. All right, dog, you host. Oh, hey, you're back. Yeah, what now he's say? back. Yeah. I'm back. But he'd tell me to host, and I would start, and I'd be like, "Good afternoon, everybody." And he was like, Jesus Christ, I guess I got to start the show. And then he'd have to host the show. And it made him back. Because, you know, Joe, like you said, on the drive to New Orleans, he just, he plants himself back in the corner. And, and that's how he would do his show, too. He'd just kind of plant himself say, you take care of it. And uh, I'm just going to join in, you know, where I, and so now he had to host the show. And it just made him so angry that I couldn't <laughs> speak. Because now he had to work. And, and that was not what Jay wanted to do. <laughs> See, so we had it planned. I mean, when when I went and did these with with him, and still to this day do it, I never go live. I'm never live on the air during those weeks. Everything I do is just pre-recorded. So he was all about, okay, just go get this guy. Let's get you know, let's get this guy on. Let's get this guy on. 
to the point where you guys know how it goes, where people, random ass people will just walk around and be like, you want to interview me? And, <laughs> and Jay would just say yes, just, <laughs> just to interview these people. But then as they walked away, he goes, we're not using that one, dog. <laughs> well, yeah. No, you, well, you have to fill the week. Again, the whole goal is we work really hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we, we just do them all live to tape so that we can just, hey, you guys got enough for the show, right? Good. So we can go? Good. That was the goal for the week. It's yeah. Right. That's what you do. You yeah. do that or you uh, do the, hey, guys, Jay would do this. He'd ask if they have somebody on who we don't really care about, but we have to have that guy on so that we can get the guy that we really want. And Jay would be like, dog, don't record this. <laughs> <laughs> Telling people back in the studio. Because, you know, you guys do it on site and record it on site. We were recording everything back in the studio. Somebody's job was to sit and babysit us back in the studio in case we had something. And we sat there all day. So they would just record it all back there, so we didn't have to do anything. Once it's back there, you guys build the show, and we're out. So we're I know, out. Fish, the one the one picture you posted, I'm glad that you you had a picture of Jay and Jack Snow, because when you posted that and I saw it, I thought right away, I'm like, God, I'm like, Jay loved him. And yeah. I, I don't know how many times I heard Jay talk about how much he loved Jack Snow. And it was Jack Snow and also Jack Youngblood, too. And that was a guy that was on a lot of radio rows that Jay just thought that those two were just some of the coolest guys that he had ever met. And Jack Youngblood always was making his way around Radio Row, too. And that was one where, yeah, John, he would he would walk away and be like, I'm going to go outside. You do this one. Uh, for- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if he knew what time Jack Youngblood was on during that week, he made sure he was in that chair ready for him to come over. Yeah, Jack Snow was uh he was one of the best, man. I mean, we were we were really lucky with the Rams being in St. Louis that Jack Snow was a part of that, you know, early on and and for a long time and um and Jay loved him. I mean, Jack Jack Snow was the Marlboro man. I mean, he was he was the Marlboro man. He was a tough son of a gun. He was he was he was the epitome and the definition of old school. And Jay loved him for it. And uh I mean, anytime we'd see Jack Snow, Jade would just light up like a little kid, you know, like his, his boyhood idol was in front of him. It was, it was funny because he, he treated him like he was his boyhood idol. Um, and, uh, yes. So when we got that picture, I mean, that was, that was a picture we were both very proud of the picture of me and Jay and, and Jack and, um, you know, he, he just, he loved being around Jack. Jack was Jack was fun. Jack would drink his coffee. Jack would smoke his cigarette. And you could tell Jack had had a few cocktails in his day, too. Um, he was right up Jay's alley. He was he, he was some... I think Jay wanted to be Jack Snow when he grew up. It's, it's, he was Jack Snow. He just wasn't an athlete. He's the same that's true. person. That's right. He, he was Jack Snow, except for all the catches. Yeah, that's true. And Jack Youngblood and Jack Snow are the same person. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And the other one too, I, I the uh, the picture that I'm so happy I have of uh, of them is him and Leslie Visser, because how many times did you guys hear Jay talk about how much he loved Leslie Visser, and how much he hated Chris Visser? <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I didn't know if that, we were going to say that here, but there, fish fish did it for us. <laughs> for those for those who don't know, Chris Visser is Leslie's brother. And he would be at every Super Bowl, and he was like booking guests for people, and he just he'd get in your way. He'd be annoying as hell. And Jay, 
Jay, I mean, Jay had like radar for Chris Visser. We'd walk into the Super Bowl, the media room or whatever, and all of a sudden go, there he is. And you're like, what are you talking about? And, and, Cause he, he knew where Chris was. And I think it was a twofold thing. I think he annoyed the hell out of Jay and he was Leslie's brother and he didn't want him around Leslie either. God, sitting with him at Super Bowls and that just, we sit at that table and put the headsets on because we didn't want anyone to talk to us ever. Stay away. Don't come and talk. And just Jay, just he, he, people watching with junior was, you couldn't stop laughing. Because he could find them, and he'd just have one little sentence, and you'd be in tears, and he would just be deadpan looking at him. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was something special for sure. <laughs> God, well, he uh, yeah, um, that's he he has left us all with many many stories, many uh. And and the ones that we haven't told on the uh, <laughs> on this or, or can't tell, yeah, those two. <laughs> yes, that that the stories that that the three of us will sit here and talk about once I hit the end of the recording yeah. <laughs> on this <laughs> are uh, yeah are, are pretty amazing. But he is uh, God. He's going to be missed. And fish, I, I you know just the way that he would say people's names, the way that you that you we will never hear that again for fish for how many years you worked with uh with stats and the mm-hmm. way that he said the name stats norsworthy is just one of those one of those things that is just ingrained in my head and will be i, I think until the day i die <laughs> yeah he always i think every partner i had after jay he'd say their name in a unique way almost as if to say they're not as good as i was you remember that right <laughs> It was like Jackie, Jeff Weinberger, Brett Norsworthy, Stats Norsworthy. I mean, it was like, dude, who are these? We haven't, we haven't worked together in twenty years. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw, I ended up sitting behind Stats at a Cardinal game this year, and, and I made sure to send a picture of it to Jay. <laughs> and I could just, I could just imagine him opening up that picture. Yeah. And, and, and saying in his head, stats Norsworthy. Yep, yep, yep. He said, he said, and, and he would always reference one of the live spots that we would do on our show. Whenever, uh, whenever he'd come on our show, he he'd come on and and he'd make fun of one of the live ads that we have. He's like, you know, how's Cordell and Cordell doing? He's like, <laughs> yeah, he knew he knew where to needle <laughs> and, and john and john that we now that we've lost him it's it's we're losing one person that that apparently is allowed to call you bobo still in this uh that's this correct there are there's fish claims tony hubert hoss and that might be it now dave green dave green, and dave yeah. green. yeah that's about it you know yeah. And yeah, Jay was one like everybody else. Very territorial about that name. There are very few people who allow it. And if you do it and you're not, he, I don't remember who it was. He did it to somebody. Somebody called him, used that name, and he jumped him. <laughs> you're not allowed to call him that. There are only a few people who are allowed to call him that. Very yeah. protective. And so that's the only way. I, yeah, he's the, the only time I ever called you that was when I talked to him. It was if I was with him, and that's the only I referred to you as that. And that's the only time I ever did it because I knew he'd know exactly who I'm talking about. Right, but you're not allowed to call me. You can't do it to my face. I know, and I can't say it to me. 
I've oh, never wow. have. It's only when I'm like, yeah, Jay, uh, Bobo's going to do the show with me tonight. That's the only the only time I've ever done it is with him. I'm glad to know Dave Green's on that list, though, so I can I can still yes, say it is. to him now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought I did pretty well this whole time not calling you Bobo. It was I was, it was very, you called me John. Difficult. You call me John at, like, I don't know, I know. since I was 19. <laughs> it was very difficult. I, I don't know how many people still know you as Bobo, so I was afraid yeah. to do it. They'd be like, huh? There's about 10, probably. 10 left. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, guys, thank you very much for uh, for taking this trip down memory lane. And uh, hopefully it did us all uh, did us all well sitting here and telling Jay stories for the last half hour. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, thanks for yeah. thanks for doing it, Joe. It was uh it was fun. It's always fun to tell Jay stories because all Jay stories are fun. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great way to end it. John Marisek. Rob Fisher, I'm Joe Roderick. Thanks for uh thanks for tuning in.